Right then. Uh, now, Jess, uh, sailing close to the wind schedule-wise on this episode again. Uh, so if you could get it out before the month is technically over, I'd be very grateful. Shouldn't be a big one. Uh, there's no local lives, as everyone keeps telling me September is when the world wakes up again and they're too busy. Although I notice, for example, Jim Gibbons isn't too busy to fall asleep in the middle of Sow Meadow Park at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Um, actually, maybe I should have checked he was all right. Um, I'm passing through that way tomorrow. Fine. Anyway, um, so, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, that, that's partly why I'm late. Uh, I was hoping to, to squeeze in a last-minute booking. Uh, the only person who's volunteered availability is Bridget Yap, who uh, said, seeing as she did last September, maybe we could do a roundup of how the last 12 months have been. But I, I know all she wants to do is rub the whole Rotary Club thing in my face, uh, and I, I will not touch anything close to those smug asses with a, a barge pole. Sorry, uh, you don't want to hear that kind of language. Um, although you probably know what an arse is at your age, I expect. Um, look, uh, so this is a bit tricky. I want to give you a heads up about this newsletter, please, love, as I, I need to make a personal announcement. Um, it's, it's something I should have tried to talk to you and Paul about beforehand. I've been trying to reach you all day. Uh, just haven't found the right time. So while I've got your full attention, here we go. Related to the issue of, of the world waking up in September, holidays over, back to school and so on, I keep getting asked in the street how I am finding being back in school. Um, this, of course, because some time ago I announced on the newsletter that I, I'd started that teacher training programme and, and by now I, I should be starting as a secondary school modern foreign languages teacher proper. Yes, you have seen me leaving for work of a morning, uh, but it is not to talky boys' grammar, as I might have led you to believe. Uh, about six months ago, I, I in fact left the training course. This, uh, after a, a, a critical build-up of incidents that, while minor in isolation, collectively forced my hand. Um, for example, in, in January, um, I'd prepared what I thought would be a lovely little Zoom lesson, one of my little tryout lessons with real uh, students on, on prepositions that always pair with the accusative. Um, this was for some, some year nines at St Mary's, but I received so much anti-intellectual haranguing from one lad. Mason O'Malley was his name, I'll never forget that. I found myself likening him to Pol Pot. I then had to explain who Pol Pot was, which took up a third of the lesson and led to half of the class openly leaving their computers and returning with snacks, which I found bloody rude. Young O'Malley then claimed to have a Cambodian grandmother and said he was triggered. I called BS. I didn't swear. I used the abbreviation. He disappeared from view and returned 30 seconds later with his grandmother, who it turned out... Uh, well, it was true, and she had been living with them throughout lockdown... For childcare reasons, and she proceeded to spend the rest of our allotted lesson shouting at me in Khmer, which I don't understand. Anyway, I told her she ought to teach her grandson some manners and history, but the Zoom had automatically timed out by that point. I then tried telling the teaching college my admittedly airbrushed side of the story, but I didn't realise they'd recorded the whole thing anyway, and they very much came out on the side of the boy. So there's that. Um... There were a number of other black spots. 
uh, on another Zoom lesson a year 10 at uh, Dumnorium Academy somehow managed to make herself the Zoom administrator, uh, ejected me from the lesson immediately and, I-, I gather, used it to auction off all of her mum's shoes. Again, I was blamed. Uh, I'm, you know, I only managed 30 teaching hours with, with the st- students, various places in total. Most of that was on Zoom. And in that time, in that 30 hours, I was told I resembled a paedophile 167 times. I documented them all and, and submitted them to the college. No support, just endless withering feedback. My mentor, Bonnie, who I thought was on my side, told me that in a classroom environment, my fear of ridicule was palpable and that this was a, a death knell for a teacher. She said I'd been very brave to make the leap into teaching at my time in life and perhaps it was time to be brave once more and make the leap back out of it. So, there it is. Ah, um, I would have, would have told you all this at the time, um, but it was about the point that you decided to stop taking clarinet lessons, and, and we were arguing lots about sticking to your guns versus giving up. Um, if I told you then, I think, I think it would have undermined my point, which I do stand by, that having got your grade seven, you're so close to grade eight now, why not see it through? Grade 8 screams can do on a CV, whereas grade 7 you, you might as well omit entirely. And I, I, and I maintain, I think it is worth going back to lessons with Mrs Wallace. It's not too late. We've still got your clarinet in the attic. I didn't give it away to orchestras for all, like I, I said I did, which I'm realising is, is another moment of dishonesty on my part, albeit a, a well-meaning one. Uh, and for that I apologise. But Anyway... Um, to, to stop people asking me the same questions in the street about my, my new teaching career every day and, and bringing up some pretty tough memories, I'm just going to announce it here that I've put pay to it. Um, I should add to you that when you see me going to work in the mornings, I, I am genuinely going to work. I'm not just pretending like Patrick Fisher did when he was dishonourably discharged from the Royal Marines, getting in his little uniform every morning then spending all day in a bivouac on Heldon Hill reading James Patterson novels. No. Um, that's quite a story, actually, his, his discharge. R- remind me, and I'll, I'll tell you about that. I think you're old enough. Uh, no. A, um, a friend of your mum's has fixed me up doing some admin three days a week uh, for a Mexican food wholesaler in Marsh Barton, uh, covering for someone on maternity leave. Uh, Comida Olympia is the company. Nice bunch. Um, they've offered work experience, actually, to you and, and Paul, as and when, I've told them it's probably more Paul's level, but that he, he probably won't bother. So, uh, <coughs> onwards. Right. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to the St Elwick's Neighbourhood Association Committee newsletter podcast, uh, brought to you by the St Elwick's Neighbourhood Association Committee, St Elwick's Exeter, registered charity number 2835684. Uh, the minutes... There are no minutes. Association Secretary Gary Van Sned didn't make the meeting as he'd spent the afternoon attempting to kite surf at Bantham Beach uh, and found himself in a four-hour standoff on one of the single-track roads on the way home. Uh, Apparently neither he nor the oncoming driver were willing to back off into a passing place. Uh, It's not the sort of behaviour you'd expect from a local man. I find it tends to be visiting tourists from London who... uh, swing it about in in this uh, manner 
as you could imagine, uh, it wasn't long into the standoff before the, the cues behind Gary and his adversary became considerable. Uh, that was dealt with by the farmer who owns the adjoining wheat field, which luckily, having been recently harvested and cleared, he was able to turn to a kind of a arable road diversion. He enlisted a, a troop of brownies from neighbouring Thirlston to act as traffic marshals. The same brownie troop, uh, which uh, caught the peg that was loose at uh, Esther Polyjuice's funeral, although they were later suspected of also releasing the self-same pig. Anyway, uh, there was some controversy, as uh, a number of motorists claimed that the brownies were charging a toll and enforcing against non-payers harshly. Nonetheless, uh, the road was eventually cleared, and the issue of a standoff between Gary Vansned and this uh, unnamed nemesis was broken up by the same brownie troop playing a game simply called Longleat, in which the brownies pretend to be monkeys, jump onto the bonnet of a stationary car and pull off the windscreen wipers. Well, that got Gary and the other fella moving pretty sharpish. Uh, hence, Gary was late and no minutes. Uh, but uh, I think it would be worth me giving you a precy of one topic we discussed, that of the big speed bump on Wallington Road. Uh, lots of complaints about this, including some suggestions that the bump has got higher Arthur Shashtid believes the recent spate of heat waves, punctuated by heavy rains, has caused the speed bump to swell. He feels this is proof writ large that even St Elwix is susceptible to climate change and has written a letter to the UN. Conversely to that, Matthew Willerink wrote to the committee suggesting that the bump has remained the same size, but the heavy rains have led to the road getting lower. He has submitted a series of two sets of measurements to back up his argument but admitted he was drunk when he took the first set. Either way, the matter was added to the agenda by Phil Molnar, who invoked the Agenda Exception Emergency Clause. Presumably, he was motivated by the fact he uses Wallington Road en route to work every morning at uh, Seton Industrial Estate, and the new foldy bike he got for his 50th can't get past it. Uh, the wheels are too small. He's, he's tried going at it fast, going at it slow, diagonally. Nothing works. And every time the wheel jams into the speed bump and he flies over the handle. Uh, I gather that the bike itself has survived these assaults, but, but he's got through five cycling helmets in the last two months and four pairs of sunglasses. And those sunglasses are prescription, so it's cost him a, a pretty penny. Anyway, uh, the motion for sunglasses and cycling helmet reimbursement put forwards by Phil was not carried, but the committee did pass a vote on a motion to write a letter to the council about the big speed bump to see if it can't be shaved or melted or crushed down in some way. Judy Bryant's sister's friend's podiatrist used to work at the highway section of the council, so Judy's going to use that contact to see who that letter should be addressed to. Uh, so watch this space, and if you value your exhaust pipe, avoid the Wanford end of Wallington Road for the foreseeable. Uh, and that takes us neatly to parish notices. Um, and by far the most important notice up front, as a new scourge has appeared on the streets, or should I say on the telephone wires of St Elwick's, I am talking about our crank caller. Uh, you'll remember, no doubt, that I myself had been crank called last month. Well, not only has it continued, but the telephonic miscreant has been targeting St Elbikins left, right and centre. Here are just a couple that have been sent my way. Uh, firstly, um, from the voicemail of Jasper's The News Agents. 70 pence for an ounce of chocolate mice! Boil yourself, you can get boiled with your rubbish... Mix and your strawberry laces are all stuck together and they're too 
shower, burns the tongue, boil yourself, and your magazine might get rubbish. I've said it, it was always rubbish, and now it's maximum rubbish. Where's PC Gamer magazine gone all of a sudden? Hmm? No, you've got your top shelf, but PC Gamer, there's no room for that. Boil you, boil your shop, boil it all. Thank you, goodbye. And this left on the answer phone of Gavin Slack. Every single idiot knows you don't park on rolling lawn right by the T-junction or the traffic coming in from Garrison Lane might crash, get boiled. You should boil your car and your exhaust and your your, your steering pipe, what a, a gear stick, and boil your licence while you're at it and you're at the oven. Boil the lot of them, boil yourself. I hope your rubbish car gets towed. Boiled, thank you, goodbye. Hmm. You know, it beggars belief. Um... My investigation into the matter has yielded no fruitful leads so far. Please, I urge you, if you recognise the voice, get in touch. It may be someone you are uncomfortable betraying, but know this, we will find her. And when we do, those who could have recognised her voice will find themselves under a pretty harsh spotlight. Um, Right, other notices, let's see. Uh, Leonard Fotheringay's after-school soccer club has had to be suspended following an issue with his balls. Uh, That is uh, uh, not being coarse here. That is as in the footballs he ordered online, uh, which were uninflatable. I'm not talking about his balls. Anyone who has seen him training the kids in uh, those shorts will know his own balls are hale and hearty, uh, albeit spectacularly asymmetrical. Uh, have no fear, though, because if your kids are unoccupied on a Tuesday after school, Steve the Lollipop Man is starting a parkour club on the bollards outside the Ravco Club. Five pounds a session, cash only, please. Uh, appropriately, after Leonard's retail mishap, I do have a cautionary tale concerning the Henry family on Mildenhall Road. Father of the family, Taylor Henry, took a trip to Kettering to pick up a new long-promised family dog, a Bedlington Terrier. He'd already paid the deposit, which I gather, amazingly, was a four-figure sum. Now, Taylor's not a dog person, um, has no knowledge of dogs, uh, and was determined not to return from this 400-mile round trip empty-handed, so did not perhaps consider that meeting the seller in a lay-by on the A43 was suspicious. He says he felt at the time that the uh, proportions of the animal seemed unusual, but he, he put this down to the terrier having a bit of poodle in the mix, it was only when he finally returned home that the eldest of his two sons asked why their dog had hooves, uh, that the penny dropped and Taylor realised what he had brought home was a Kriya, better known as a baby alpaca. So watch out for that. Uh, meanwhile, the Henry family have put their three bed up for sale while they look for somewhere further out of town with a bit of pasture land. The alpaca has been named Rupert. OK, council watch. Let's see, we've covered the big speed bump. Uh, Still seeking leads and fundraising ideas to put a community bid in to buy the Mount Ludford lawn site. So far, Tabitha Grenfrew has pressed an out-of-date £5 note into my hand and Bernard Baskerville has suggested a shark hunt, uh, but even he admits uh, he doesn't know what that means. Um, Crime. No clues as to the identity of the intruder into Ken Flacker's house the other week. Uh, fingerprint analysis by the police didn't yield any results uh, because ah yeah because they didn't do it yes uh, ah, and the only sighting reported this month of missing St Elvickian Mark Canning occurred in one of Agatha Penyard's dreams so ask her about that at your peril um, and uh, 
finally, um, that is about it for this month. Uh, but if you'd indulge me, I would like to add a, a personal note. I've been getting lots of questions re my intended new teaching career, uh, how I'm settling in at my new school, etc. I'll nip this in the bud now. Made a change of direction in the end. I think partly because, having studied uh, not just German language, but German literature at uh, university level, I suspect my approach to teaching probably fits a more scholarly environment than the average secondary school. Um, you know, maybe one day I'll pursue that Heinrich von Kleist PhD my university tutors hinted towards all those years ago. Um, but in the meantime, I have been headhunted by the private sector and um, perfectly happy, thanks, uh, using my transferable skills outside of the world of education. Um, although that said, I did complete several months of the PGCE. I do have a, a recent enhanced DBS check and a certificate in teaching English as a foreign language from my, my year away as a student in Freiburg in the 90s. So if people are looking for private tuition, why not get in touch? Thanks. Whew, OK, thanks, Jess. Um, I just threw that bit in the, the end about the tutoring um, just because it occurred to me now I'm only on a sort of three day a weeker salary wise. Our plans to go to Brittany in the summer might be in jeopardy, so it's, it seems uh, sensible to see if there's a little extra on the, on the side. I mean, if you've got any friends who are struggling with German A-level or, or even French or Spanish, I could probably fudge. Let me know. Okay, thanks, love.